Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 165 of At Odds with Wrestling, early edition. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. Hi, Joe. Thank you for recording a day early for me. Of course, of course. Your I level, hope- your your volume super spiked from prior conversation before we started recording, so you did something <laughs> different, but I'm okay with it. I, I did nothing. I literally have not moved. All right. It's all about this new audio technology we're dabbling in. It's it's uncharted territory. Right, right. I was doing a lot of uh, finagling here to test out the new segment. Very excited about it. Uh, but I am also excited. Uh, you know, obviously no podcast chicanery for you. Uh, Tim did a good job filling in your shoes over on the A Show this past week. There's still time to vote. Listen and vote, but I voted for Tim. Uh, I hate to admit it into a microphone, but I also voted for Tim because, I mean, honestly, he is the number one seed uh, because they didn't have the real number one seed. So I guess Tim is my pick going forward. You know, the guy that I beat twice, he might as well go ahead and win the tournament just to show that I was the rightful winner. Right. This is one of those like old wrestling gotchas. Where, like, oh, you know, Owen beats Brett in the opener at WrestleMania 10 and then goes on and wins the world title. And then you as Owen could hold that over Brett's head. And Brett is Tim in the scenario that you beat him. And now he's the champion, so you should get a shot. I, I Listen, I know what you're up to. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that scenario because I get to be Owen and I don't have to be Brett. I like that a lot. Uh, how dare you. <laughs> uh, however, I this past week recorded... Uh, an episode of a podcast that I've been on before, the Five Star Match Game. Uh, young Ed was just on last month's episode when they talked about the early days of TNA. Uh, I was on before for ECW and something else. I don't remember what the other thing that I was on for, but this was... was Halloween Havoc? Ho- I was thinking Halloween Havoc, but I wasn't 100% sure. I'm glad you you said it and I didn't. So if I'm wrong, they'll yell at you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Right. So it was myself, Rob Naylor... Mike Falcone again. Uh, this time it was Saturday night's main event, and they threw in the four Friday night main event specials as well. Ooh. So it was essentially those three shows from 1985 to 1992 that the quiz was on. Okay, yeah, I, I would have a perfect score of zero. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, of course, because it was um, you know recorded this past Monday and it's going to come out sometime before Thanksgiving. Uh, but I will say this, um, I, I do give a shout out on the show, uh, but I will give the even more special shout out here that I did not do, I would not have done as well as I did if it wasn't for, for uh, Kevin, Maddie, and the educator earlier this year on the house show doing those early Saturday night main events before they got pulled off to change over to Peacock. <laughs> Yeah, I miss the house show podcast. It needs to come back. Well, I miss two thirds of the show. You know, the educator, you can pound sand, but. Um, but no, so th- th- I think they did like the first 12 or 11 episodes of Saturday night's main event. And it was a lot of like refresher. So that stuff, like, obviously there's no way I'd get a chance to watch those. And yeah. there's no way in November, like in January, did I know that I was going to be doing a podcast in November where I would need to refresh all of this information. Um, but Joe did a really good job. If you're a fan of that era of world wrestling entertainment, I think you'll get a kick out of the show. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. 
Yeah, even if you're not a fan of pre-1990 wrestling, it'll probably be a good listen nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I oh, you know what? And that's the other thing I forgot to mention to Joe that I'm going to co-opt his predictions thing for the next time that I'm on uh, IWTV Guide. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, sometimes he would just do it as like a random episode of a podcast that would go on like the Joe vs. the World feed or whatever. Where it was like, I'm taking open solicitations for, like, your 2022 predictions in the world of professional wrestling. Like, you want to go and, like, list off 20 of them? You want to keep it safe? Or you want to make some sort of, like, crazy claim that, like, The Rock is going to beat Roman Reigns at Fastlane prior to WrestleMania (laughs) this year? Like, that's your prediction. Great, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I'm stealing that for next time I go on IWTV Guide. All right. Well, uh, good thing you. Whenever you steal somebody else's material, do it on another show. We just do all original stuff here, and we'll we'll talk about our original stuff in our all original voicemail segment later on the show. <laughs> well, everybody does voicemail pretty much at this point, and we'll see. It's the first time we're doing it. Like I said, I'm excited about it, but we've got a hefty segment coming up here. All right. And now, at odds with wrestling presents this day in wrestling history. Adam, this is a jam-packed segment. There's stuff that I kept off the list that I had sent to you that I really wanted to add on there, but... All right, I have one, too. Just to oh, you do? I do. I'll save so it go... to you. Oh, I was oh. Say, okay, go ahead. You go first. This is, like, my segment, <laughs> so I got, I'm got. i interested to see what you got. All right. Uh, on this day, in the year 2000, uh-huh. WWF No Mercy was released for the Nintendo 64, Ooh. And it's uh, noteworthy because it was the last good wrestling video game ever. Huh. One that's been playable since. Uh, I Okay. De- play- good, playable, these <laughs> are all subject terms. Because uh. I will say the first day of reckoning for the GameCube wasn't bad. Hmm. I don't know if I played that. I didn't. I had a GameCube, but that was purely a system to play like Mario games and Resident Evil right. Four. Hmm. You know, I had Mario, and then I had like all the backward compatible things. It's like, oh, all the Zelda games on one disc. Of course, I'll do this. When my wife goes out and goes to the club, I'll just stay <laughs> home and beat Zelda in one sitting. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. That was the life I, I was leading. To this day, though, I mean, I would play any of the N sixty four wrestling games like the wcw versus the world or nwo whatever it was yeah like, uh, revenge which had uh uh raven on the cover you yeah. know, you know that story but uh those are all better than any of these 2k wwe games so i'm torn because i really like the wcw one mm. but i liked no mercy because it had the creator wrestler and i just made raven in that <laughs> I never, ever, ever made a wrestler guy. I'm not. I never even made myself. Yeah, which is very weird. Like for, as a, like around that time, like an aspiring wrestler. But I, I like the WCW ones the best because I think at one point, like I was just like, I wonder what would happen if I had like Goldberg against Rey Mysterio, and I like I speared Rey Mysterio and I got the pin in like a few seconds. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you know. Like I said, the WCW ones are really good, but I have to give the give the nod because the creator wrestler. If there was a WCW one that had a creator wrestler, that'd be your, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, I know there was a friend of mine who went and changed on the WCW. Like, you could change people's costumes, but you couldn't, like, create someone from scratch and a moveset and everything. Yeah. Uh, he just went and turned, uh, like, everyone's, like, third costume on the WCW one to pink. Oh, they all joined the Heart Foundation. No, like, well, y- yes, <laughs> but it was, like, they were just, like, pink tights, pink shirts, pink everything. There was, like, no black or white accents. It was just everyone's third costume was pink, you know? Okay, to what end? Just to, just to have pink wrestlers? Just, just to be goofy. I don't know, you know? It was 20 years ago. We were all, like, young-ish, right? <laughs> all right. 22 years ago, whatever it was. All right, so this day in wrestling history, 1996, uh, from Madison Square Garden, uh, World Wrestling Entertainment held Survivor Series. Um, I would say maybe maybe top 10 WWE pay-per-views of all time. Um, just, it's a, it's essentially a two match show because the Survivor Series matches themselves are kind of bleh. Uh, you know, I know the Doug Furnace, Phil LaFon of the Godwins taking on the new rockers, Bulldog and Owen is a real barn burner. <laughs> uh, Undertaker coming back with his teardrop tattoo for that man that he killed in prison, I guess. Um, but the two matches, of course, that this event is carried on is... Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably one of the best matches in WWE history and the main event of Psycho Sid beating Shawn Michaels for the World Wrestling Entertainment title. Boo! Uh, also notable, this was the debut of The Rock. Yeah, I guess that's all right. And, all right. and The Stalker. <laughs> no, the sto- well, so The Stalker had been around for a couple months, wrestling matches on TV and so forth. Oh, pay-per-view debut. Right, pay-per-view debut. This is like The Rock's in-ring, World Wrestling Entertainment, televised wrestling debut. Like, he had been, like, in the background and backstage skits. Um, This was still toward the waning days. Like, we're not Attitude Era just yet because there'd always be a match on TV where it'd be, like, one guy from one Survivor Series team accompanied by the rest of his team against another guy from the other team accompanied by the rest of his team. And then there'd be a big, a big giant brawl at the end of the match. And Vince would be like, imagine what's going to happen this Sunday at the pay-per-view. It's like, they're going to have a regular match. I don't know. It's not going to be this. But... The the thing that always bugged me, because this was like this was like my diehard ECW days, right? Yeah. Did not go to this show. I watched this at a friend's house on pay-per-view. I was at November to remember the night before. Uh, it's a show we've talked about before here on the show, a fantastic show. Um that ECW show the night before was Too Cold Scorpio's last ECW match before he debuts here as Flash Funk. Okay. And the finish of the main event of the ECW show, which was Shane Douglas and B- Brian Lee against Tom Dreamer and Terry Funk, comes when Shane Douglas grabs the camera out of one of the camera people at ringside and uses it to clobber Terry Funk for the win. Okay. If you, if you remember the finish of the Sid match, Sid grabs one of the cameras from somebody at ringside and clobbers Jose Lothario with it. And wasn't this, well, you were saying at, like, at one point that, like, WWE had, like, really bad, like, leaking of stuff, and it was, like, pre-planned out too far or something to that effect? Well, so they would do that for a lot of the tape stuff, but literally back-to-back, Saturday night's main event of the ECW show and Sunday night's main event of the WWF pay-per-view have literally the same exact finish of an old man being hit with a television camera. (laughs) 
Okay. And whether this was information that was leaked to Paul and Paul decided to scoop it for himself or this was a finish that they had for ECW and WWF stole it for themselves. Whether it was, you know, whatever way it happens, at the time watching it, I was so pissed off because I was such an ECW guy. I was like, mm, WWE steal it from ECW. I'm mad, you know? <laughs> you still sound like that, too. I do sound like that. <laughs> Uh, so also on this day, wrestling history uh, from Madison Square Garden 2002 was the Survivor Series. Uh, notable because there's one elimination match, and it's not even mm. like four people, it's three people. It's the Dudleys and Jeff Hardy taking on Three Minute Warning and Rico in a tables elimination match. What a classic. What a classic. Right. Uh, this also sees Brock Lesnar losing the World Wrestling Entertainment title to the Big Show when Paul E. turns on Brock Lesnar to go with Big Show, if you remember that hot angle. <laughs> Big Show turned like turned on somebody? Well, no. no. no Paul no. E. turned, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. My bad. Uh, but the main event was the very first Elimination Chamber. For the World Wrestling Entertainment title, Triple H, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker's T, RVD, and uh, Shawn Michaels. And, and this was when Shawn Michaels won the title, and he was wearing those really ugly tights. And his, like, not long enough hair, right? His uh, hair was kind of, like, in between. Yeah, he had, like, a little Dutch boy haircut or something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. isn't this the match where, like, RVD, like, did a splash off the top of one of the pods and, like, landed on Triple H's esophagus? or Yes. Tra- <laughs> You can get away with doing that shit in ECW against, like, Just Incredible. But, like, you do that to Triple H, it's like, oh, that's a Baryon. Also, on this day in World Wrestling Entertainment history in 2014, on an episode of Monday Night Raw, Luke Harper, John Huber, Brody Lee, call him what you will, uh, defeated Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title, which would sadly be uh, Luke Harper's only singles title in WWE. I, I feel like I have such a, like, I, I don't remember that rain at all. Like, it couldn't have lasted long, did it? No, it only lasts to whatever the next pay-per-view would be in 2014. Uh, oh, oh, is the tables, ladders, and chairs match where him and Ziggler have, like, this crazy ladder match to open the show. Okay. Um, and again, obviously, knowing the the Luke Harper character on TV and everything that we would see from John in the years following and prior with and you know, his unfortunate passing and everything. Um, but knowing him, he was a huge Rick Rude fan go- growing up. Uh-huh. Uh, so him winning the Intercontinental title was like a big deal because, you know, Rude only had that short time. But, you know, Rude having the belt for five months in 1989 could have been like, that was the equivalent of having a 20-year run in today's parlance, you know? Yeah. Uh, last but not least, uh, this day in wrestling history in 2007, uh, hailing from Hellertown, Pennsylvania, was the Chikara event, the sordid perils of everyday existence, uh, hmm. which we see such matches as uh, Chuck Taylor taking on Passion Hesegawa, uh, Mia Waki taking on Claudio Castagnoli. I'm sure that was a match where people beat the shit out of each other. Um Larry Sweeney and Mitch Ryder and Team Fist taking on Donst, Quackenbush, Player Uno, and Player Dos. Uh, Helios, uh, who you might know better as Ricochet, taking on Fire Ant, 
who you don't know better as anyone. <laughs> uh, Delirious and Hollow Wicked taking on Cheech and Cloudy. But most notably, in a mask versus hair match, Chris Hero taking on Equinox. Yeah, I, uh, I happen to see some footage of this today on Twitter. Yes. Uh, so Equinox uh, was a young man from Tacula, Mexico, who had debuted in Chikara uh, earlier in uh, 2005. He was forced to be Claudio Castagnoli's tag team partner to match uh, with Claudio uh, taking on Chris Hero and Shane Hawk. And Equinox just happened to be the person walking by. Claudio picked him as his partner. There's skits of myself and Claudio and Equinox doing all of these things that may end with Claudio doing the Alex Wright dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that tag team match, Equinox pins Chris Hero. Chris Hero puts this stipulation in place. Chris Hero beats Equinox. Equinox is unmasked and revealed to be Jerry Zardin at Wrestling Emporium, the living embodiment of. <laughs> and this was the beginning of Equinox becoming Vin Gerard and forming the Unstable and having like this hot two year heel run in Chikara. Um, not to say that like he wasn't there longer, but like those first two years of it. There's so many people that I know that are fans of professional wrestling or wrestlers today that say it's like, yeah, I grew up watching that angle. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was that's that's just Jerry. Yeah, (laughs) I was watching that earlier today. And like I said, this is the first time I saw it. I I marveled at how much hair was on the top of Bryce's head. So kudos to Bryce and the slender read that was LFC at that time. (laughs) It was like, that had to be at least 100 pounds ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a time where it looked like LFC was about to get physical. Like, there's uh, Chris Hero was pushing a little too far, and uh, he was going to have to step in. Right. That's right. Uh, he, he said to me, uh, I asked him where he had got that cologne, and when I didn't like his answer, I was going to deck him. <laughs> uh, but no, that entire show was up on uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Funny how all that works. I'll include the link in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to see like the full match, the context of everything. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's even more stuff. Like on this day, we're not going to spend a lot of time in it. In 1997, this was that infamous day where Rick Rude appeared on both Raw and Nitro on the same day because Raw was still being taped. Oh, all right. that That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, so yeah, it's a busy day in wrestling history today. Hey, uh, Adam, let's get into some likes and dislikes. Sure. I will start things off. And Hey Joe, uh, I don't know if you remember last week when I was saying that I I was finding it very difficult to come up with dislikes. Yes. That lasted less than 24 hours because I filled one in immediately. And that (laughs) is from AEW Rampage. I was like, oh, OC's in the main event, and he's going to finally end this god-awful feud with Matt Hardy. And so they had a lumberjack match. And I'm like, okay, great. The only thing that can possibly come out of this is Orange Cassidy and the best friends stand triumphant. Uh, Joe, it didn't work out that way. Uh, Not only did Matt Hardy get the win, but the, uh, the Hardy family office basically took turns just destroying every member of the best friends with the brass knuckles and it really sucked. And I had, I was just like big mad coming out of that. Like I, I want this, this angle to end. I want orange Cassidy's involvement with Matt Hardy to end. I wouldn't mind if Matt Hardy and the people that he hires to uh, do his autograph signings go away. 
um, at this point. And the only redeeming quality coming out of this is that it spun out to a match that happened earlier before we recorded, which I won't go into. But as everybody knows, I am a huge, huge, huge Japanese wrestling fan. I mean, you know, of that, course. Right? Of right, the, the hugest one on the network, yes. Exactly. And uh, Orange Cassidy teamed up with, uh, what's the guy's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm so excited, I can't even think of it. Um, Tomohiro uh, Ishii. Yeah, Ishii, yeah. Tomohiro Ishii, big big fan. Uh, and because now they're both members of that stable uh, disorder. Chaos. Disor- chaos, chaos, yes, of course. I was testing you. Uh, so, yeah, now we have... Chaos versus the Butcher and the Blade, which I guess is a good way to like say I'm sorry. Uh, coming out of that that main event lumberjack match, but oh man, to have Matt Hardy go over Orange Cassidy at this point, like end this feud. So this was my first dislike. Uh yeah, this is also my one of my dislikes as well for many of the reasons that Adam just mentioned. Uh, I will add this kind of backwards. Uh, I feel as though that this match that happened on Rampage this past week was originally set to be the fi- the blow-off to the feud. O- OC even mentions in his promo that, like, after this, we're done, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why then, I kind of assumed, okay, if the feud is over, did Matt Hardy stand triumphant in this feud? Right. And, and, that's, and every once in a while, you have to have the heel win a feud if you're going to be moving that heel onto the next piece of their whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the Ishii thing came together in between them booking the match and the match happening. So they're like, okay, we can have Matt Hardy win so that we can get to Wednesday and do the match with Ishii. And again, we're recording early, so I haven't seen uh, uh, Dynamite yet. Drips and drabs are coming through, uh, even more so than the stuff from the Spider-Man trailer that I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Um I understand the existence and the reason that Matt Hardy is on TV, okay? Hmm. I don't have to like it, but I understand it. I just wish he would stay away from the people that I like. Yeah. Um, There's other people that could use that Matt Hardy rub, quote unquote. And let's not even include the fact that after the butcher hits OC with the brass knuckles, Matt Hardy goes to finish it up with an elbow drop, which misses by a country mile. And that ends up being the finish. Yeah. Um, kudos to Matt Hardy for trying to spin it into no, no, I was doing a phantom twist of fate. So the referee would hear something hit the mat. A, <laughs> a for efforts, I guess. Um, how about Matt Hardy feud with CM Punk? How about that? <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Let oh. those two go and do stuff like a nice long 14-week promo uh, <laughs> program. The two of them together, Punk going through the entire Hardly, Hardy fam- family office while Matt's at ringside making faces. So it could just be a segment I skip all together and not have to miss a damn thing. And then you'd have to have CM Punk wrestle Broken Matt Hardy at one point, you know, and like Extreme Matt Hardy and Version 1 Matt Hardy. So you'd have all these matches, you know? Right. So let's get into a like since we doubled up on a dislike there, huh? And I think we might double up on some other stuff here as well. Possibly. Um, I liked from Full Gear pay-per-view this past weekend the Eddie Kingston CM Punk match. Oh, what? That's in my dislikes. No, I'm kidding. We we, we doubled up. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It was perfect. The only thing, if I had to complain about it, it could have used some more time. It was maybe the short, I think it was the shortest match on the pay-per-view. Um, obviously, I don't know what the next thing is for either one of these people right now on Dynamite and Punk is typically a Rampage guy anyway. Um, but I the watching the match, I was swearing a lot at CM Punk. Um, <laughs> and I was jumping up and down every time Eddie was on offense. But imagine how much more awesome this match would have been if it just happened where Eddie hits the back fist and goes for the cover before Bryce got a chance to to ring the bell. Um, I wish Eddie won. I, I kind of knew he wasn't going to win. You know, the match is over. The rivalry is kind of sort of over for now. So I can kind of, you know, treat it like professional wrestling, you know, that I know what's going on. Um, but Eddie delivers in every opportunity he's given, you know. Um, yeah. He doesn't have bad matches. He doesn't have bad segments. He doesn't have bad promos. Um, I'm coming around. Like I said, you know, Punk is starting to put the piece of the bunny back together. This match, this program, this feud, this whatever uh, is helping a long ways toward that. He didn't reply to Ed when we tweeted at Punk on the weekend, but it was right <laughs> before pay-per-view, so I completely understand. Um, but yeah, I really like this match. You said you did as well as in your likes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had mentioned before when we were doing Does Joe on the Card that this was the match I was most looking forward to, this in the main event. It delivered in a big fight feeling. You know, it felt more real than the rest of the card, if that makes sense, talking about sports and entertainment. Um, I can nitpick. I wasn't crazy about the finish. I felt like maybe I'm just kind of been WWE-pilled, where I was expecting a kick out of the go-to-sleep. You know, and so when Punk hits that and Eddie stays down, I was kind of like, oh, you're going to end it there. But I get it. You know, you're trying to sell it as a a finishing move. So, uh, you know, kudos to that. But I agree with everything you said. It it was just a really good match. Eddie Kingston makes you believe you're seeing somebody legitimately fight, you know, like uh, in the streets. And I won't spoil anything. I did watch the first hour of tonight's Dynamite. And <gasps> I, I know. I'm all out of whack. Uh, but I watched the first hour, and I won't say anything. But the direction they're going into with Eddie Kingston, uh, I'm giving it a big thumbs up. Outside of a feud with Matt Hardy, I think I would give any next step with Eddie <laughs> Kingston a thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he could have put. The, you could have said, okay, his next feud is against QT Marshall. And it would be like, okay, well, that's going to be QT Marshall's greatest program ever, you know, but this is one of them that if you had to maybe pick, you know, your top five people you'd love to see Eddie Kingston work, this, it might be in there. Okay. You know, so, uh, all right. So we doubled up there. Uh, I don't think we'll double up here. Uh, I'm going to go with the dislike Joe. And that is also from the pay-per-view. And that is the fact that Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and I did the finger thing, even though I'm mad at her, defeated Tay Conti, the face of women's wrestling. The face? The face. And the makeup on the face. Great look. Uh, Here's the thing. Obviously, I could be like, boo, I'm mad. Tay Conti didn't win the title. And I, I am, but the company has Britt Baker as their top person whatever but the match was bad uh and you can sprinkle in as much outside interference of jamie Hayter and uh rebel um it just to kind of mask the fact that Britt baker's not that great and uh it, it was just a bad match uh obviously the, the person i wanted to win didn't win 
And if they don't start putting uh, Britt Baker in a program with like Thunder Rosa and then let Thunder Rosa win the belt, you're going to be at the point where you've had Britt Baker just plow through everybody on that woman's roster because she's beaten everybody. And it's like, at what point are you going to flip this belt? If it wasn't to Ty Conti and it wasn't to, you know, she wrestled Ruby, right? Britt Baker did. She did. Ruby won the uh, Casino Battle Royal, the last pay-per-view. And so Britt Baker beat Ruby. Uh, So, I mean, realistically, if it's not Thunder Rosa, then we're just, it's not going to be anybody. It's going to, she's going to drop it to Nyla Rose or something like that Mm -hmm. at some point. And nobody wants that. Um, So, yeah, this match is in my dislikes for all those reasons. I know I'm rambling, but uh, not a great match, not a great outcome. And uh, I don't like the booking of the women's division. Not in my dislikes, but I get you. Um, the match was a little rough in spots. I think it came a little bit more together in the end. Uh, for some of the reasons that maybe you mentioned, uh, we are fans of Tay Conti, but this was her first pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she does do a lot of matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. Those are taped so they can cover some stuff up if there's problems. She wrestles on TV, which has different time constraints. And, you know, there's obviously a different feeling. You're wrestling for the title. You're wrestling on pay-per-view. And she had a match for the title against uh, Sheeta um, earlier this year. But that was on TV. It wasn't on pay-per-view. And, again, I, I can only make excuses uh, without knowing her, which is or just speculation, which is what we do in the show. Um, but, like I said, I definitely think a lot of that early match was just nerves and butterflies and – I think Britt Baker is a great character, but I don't think Britt Baker is the one to be carrying 10 plus minute matches. Mm-hmm. Um, the character stuff is strong. They could be hiding it a lot better, which they do. And, you know, sometimes I'll rag on MJF, but when push comes to shove and he has a p- match in pay-per-view, it's typically better than average. It's, you know, the worst match that MJF had was the match with Cody because Cody decided to get a disgusting neck tattoo to distract from the match. <laughs> but MJF could typically deliver. Unfortunately, Britt's not there yet. Uh, you know, everyone goes with the blood and guts match, but that was a empty arena, heavily produced post-production taped match. Um, I know the match with Britt or with Thunder Rosa is coming. When is it coming? I guess, you know, obviously is the question. Uh, but when I looked at the top five rankings today, Jade Cargill's the number one contender. So do with yeah, that information I, what you will. I can see them putting the uh, the TBS title on Jade Cargill. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about that here, that Jade being the first champion. Like them even doing something where like Britain or cronies come out in the match and help Jade win. And people are like, why do they help Jade win? It's like, well, if Jade has this belt, she's not going to come after my belt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll go with a like. Uh, this is also from the pay-per-view, uh, and that would be Brian Danielson versus Miro. Uh, I said on the show last week that I thought Miro was going to win, but I really wanted Brian Danielson to win because he's one of my top favorite wrestlers of all time, if not like number one or number two on any given day. Um, but I thought this match was fantastic. Um, these two guys worked the match that they want to work. It wasn't a WWE style match because they've wrestled before in WWE and their matches were fine there, but they were definitely WWE matches. Um, And I think how you had mentioned before with the Punk and Eddie Kingston match where we're all still WWE pilled because that's really been the only national promotion for the last 20 plus years. And anyone else that has come close to a national level is just kind of copied WWE finishes. 
Mm-hmm. So when the finish was so different here, it's like, okay, we're being retaught of how finishes in wrestling can be different. Like we see different finishes on the indies, but it's a different thing to see it on national television, you know, worldwide pay-per-view, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Daniel Bryan's now the number one contender. Contender, And I'll say Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, just like JR does. If he can get away with it, I'll get away with it. <laughs> uh, I really like this match a lot, though. Um, I agree with a lot of things you said. I like this match. Uh, it is not my likes or my dislikes. And I had made a comment last week, and I, I got uh, a talking to from you about this, and I got a talking to from DJ on We Need Wrestling about saying that we've seen this match before. And yes, this was better than their WWE matches, but I do not feel like it was leaps and bounds different. Like it did not feel like it was like the Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson matches that we've been seeing on AEW where he's just got this full, like this completely different gear. It felt like if there's the spectrum where on the left side is WWE Daniel Bryan and the right side is Brian Danielson, this was closer to the WWE side in my eyes. Okay. Now, it, it was better than a WWE match, but if I if you had asked me, you know, is it closer to you know American Dragon or the Yes guy, I'd say it was closer to the Yes guy. So I'm not completely convinced that this match was this completely different gear being pulled out of Miro and being pulled out of Danielson. Sure. Um, with that being said, I look forward to the day where Lana shows up in AEW and somehow teaches Miro how to protect the neck like she knows some Mr. Miyagi trick where Miro is no longer vulnerable to the DDT and just becomes an unkillable st- uh, machine. Uh, I'm sure that will be the next storyline. But I like the match a lot. Uh, not enough to be in my likes. Gotcha. But what was in my likes, Joe, was the main event from the pay-per-view, and that is Hangman Page defeating Kenny Omega. All of that match, except for one little bit, which I'm sure is the piece that you know uh, you might harp on, and a lot of the internet is. Uh, if you take out the involvement of uh, a certain Max and Jeremy Buck, uh, <laughs> it was a really good match. I mean, it was paint by numbers. We knew what we were getting. Like we knew that if AEW had any sense, they were going to put the belt on Hangman, and they did it, and the crowd loved it. And judged by the you know, the opening of tonight's dynamite, they made the right decision. Um, it was a fun match. It ended the way it should have ended. I was watching it with some friends and like every time hangman would hit a big move, you know, he'd do the one wing angel, you know, stealing Omega's move, you know, uh, Kenny would kick out and they'd be like, Oh, and like thinking he was going to get the finish. And I'm like, no dude, if hangman's going to win this match, it's going to be off the buckshot lariat. There's no scenario where that isn't the finish. And just because, again, that's what the crowd, myself included, wanted to see. So when Hangman finally does hit that, and he got the nod from Matt Jackson, Joe, it's very important that we made sure that he got that. But uh, he hits the buckshot, gets the pin, sends the crowd home happy. Uh, the Dark Order comes out. They didn't go and, like, introduce somebody to steal the the heat of the win. I think it was very well done with the exception of having to get the blessing from the other members of the Elite. Uh, I like this match a lot. It finished, as you mentioned, exactly the way that it was supposed to. Sometimes it's okay in wrestling when a finish is predictable because that means the people involved told a very good story. And you know my feelings on the box. I think they're bad people and they're not my type of wrestlers. But I didn't understand why everyone was so bent out of shape over the the thing with uh, Matt at ringside. Um, you know, obviously wrestling, when they do dramatic moments – for the most part, are so over the top and, like, 
stretched out and made so deliberate that you see it in the back row. And they decided to do this little bit that was like a little bit more subtle and a throwback to whether it be as early as the promo from Rampage the week prior, the last time that Hangman had the match with Kenny where he asked the Bucks to be in his corner and they told him no, or even going back to like them being in Kenny's corner when he won the IWGP title. Um, it's long-term storytelling in there. There's bits of bits of information in there, whether you're a day two watcher, a day one year, or one year watcher, or a multiple year watcher. I thought it was all fine. I don't know whatever it was all bent, bent out of shape about. Yeah, I mean, I saw that happen, and my immediate thought was, oh, the internet's going to have a field day with this, and not. Uh, you know, then I switched over to Twitter, and I saw, you know, some of the people that, you know, we talk about that we're friends with really gave it a hard time. So I was like, all right, I guess I, I'm also not supposed to like this. But, I mean, it didn't bother me, but it stood out as kind of awkward, you know? Right. So my final dislike, Adam. No rant, but oh. uh, it's from NXT Two Point Glow from this past week. Okay. And this is where the spreadsheet comes in handy, Adam. I know you're starting to lapse a little bit in your watching of uh, NXT 2.0, I guess. I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe. If I had additional likes, it would have been filled with things from 2.0 this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the, we've been in this era of NXT 2.0 for only two months now. Yes. And I'm going to look from the spreadsheet here, play along. Um, yes. Adam. When I say someone is Drake Maverick's friend, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, man. I, I actually read your Twitter thread today, uh, but I forget which one. I just saw that, you know, Okay. I, I, I was following when Cora Jade had her hat or not. I, I didn't follow right. Drake Maverick's friend. Did not have a hat, but did ever skateboard this week. <laughs> um, if I told you there was someone whose gimmick was a thrill seeker and they showed him diving out of like uh like skydiving out of an airplane, would you know who I was talking about? See, the problem is I, I know who you're talking about based on their face and like their okay. voice and stuff like that, but they all have such generic names. Okay. They're, they're all like they were named by like, you know, they're, Bruce they're all Pritchard like, and Vince McMahon. No, but I'm like, you're, they're like your typical, like they're all like Caden Braxton, yes. Bryce, you know, Donovan, you know? But. Right. Okay. So Drake's friend, a thrill seeker, a Golden's Gloves boxer, a social media influencer, and a reality show contestant. These are the gimmicks that Grayson Waller has had in the last two months of NXT. <laughs> Literally, on a bi-weekly basis, it was something different. But this week was his heel turn, his debut of his newest character of... In great ungrateful guy who skipped the indies, and he said on NXT television, "Hot dog and a handshake." <laughs> oh, I love this guy! I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh my god, Adam! A again, in this whole thing, they're making LA Knight the baby face in this <laughs> by turning Grayson Waller heel. LA Knight, who is just a megastar, no longer a million dollar megastar now. Uh, is the de facto babyface in the feud. <laughs> because they put Grayson Waller in in that weird room that they film lashing out with Lash Legend in, and the people booed him when he said hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. See, that, was it in... 
That's why I didn't see this, because I assumed it was a Lash Legend thing, and I fast-forwarded through it. Adam, there's so much that happens in every moment of NXT 2-point glow. You can't miss a second of it. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, I, so I, just wanna... I, li- I literally turned away, and I missed uh, Robert Stone coming out in an all-leather onesie. <laughs> Can I tell you my two favorite things from NXT this week real quick? I uh, absolutely loved the poker game. Yes. <laughs> like, that was just how it had, like, the graphics up on the screen with the percents and, like, the flop and the turn and the river. I love that. And I loved the finish of the show where they were like, here's your war games, teams. And it's just all these people who are terrible at wrestling, including, like, Dakota Kai missing a super kick by a good three feet. She made Matt Hardy's elbow drop look like the snuggest blow you've ever seen. It was the best. I loved it. The, uh, uh, was it? The 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 poker segment was awesome as well. Duke Hudson yeah. and uh, Cameron Grimes are fantastic. Uh, that very easily could have been in my likes if we were doing multiple likes. And that closing so sh- show segment, how dare you say that about Io Shirai? Io Shirai is going to have to work so hard to hold that War Games match together. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment of the post-match brawl was when Raquel attempted to, uh, like, gorilla press body slam uh, Gigi Dolan over the top rope to the outside, and this being NXT especially, Gigi Dolan knows no one's going to catch me, tried to <laughs> hold on to the top rope for her dear life to cushion her fall as much as she could, and it looked like the most awkward shit I've ever seen in my life. I loved it. Well, you know what the thing you might now notice was, normally when you press slam somebody to the outside, the person that's supposed to catch uh, the person being thrown is standing on the floor, and in that scenario, the, the catcher was standing on the apron. So if that person caught Gigi Dolan, she would have taken a back bump from the apron down to the floor and died. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think what happened was, like, the person that was supposed to catch just got out of the way because they're like, fuck, I ain't taking that bump. So Gigi Dolan then had to grab the top rope and be like, I'm going to die here. It was just a bunch of people going, like, making business decisions. <laughs> Yeah, so we ended up with, like, 16 likes and 12 dislikes <laughs> after you wanted to collapse the segment last week. <laughs> I just wanted to tweak it. Maybe next week we'll see Come, uh, what happens, you know? Two weeks from now. Oh, that's, this is true, because I'm off next week. Right. Uh, but I'm glad that you're off next week so that we can get some closure on this. The gender-neutral monarch of At Odds So we had the finals last week after that impassioned promo from Hollow Wicked on both you, Adam, and young Ed from Pod Van Dam uh, <laughs> taking on Danhausen. And there was maybe about a two-hour window on Friday where things were looking great for Hollow Wicked. And I didn't look at the poll after that. I'm assuming <laughs> Hollow Wicked won, yes? Uh, you know what? As you said, uh, Hollow Wicked was off to maybe like a, a four-to-one advantage for a while. Like, it was it was looking pretty good. The votes were coming in pretty fast, pretty hard. Like, on pace to be, like, a higher voter turnout than most of the, the polls that we've run. 
And, uh, yeah, and then uh, Danhausen might have retweeted it and, like, said vote for him and Quimby. And uh, things escalated from there, Joe. Um, there were 2,236 votes cast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, it was a close one. But in the end, uh, Danhausen is our 2021 gender neutral monarch of at odds wrestling with uh, a winning vote of 89%. All right. Uh, you know, 11% of 2000, whatever, still pretty good in the long term. It, it was, I mean, Hollowick had got more votes in loss than Orange Cassidy or Avery Good got in winning in previous years. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I would say that if you're going to make a Mount Rushmore of uh, gender neutral monarchs, so you can make a case that, you know, Hollow Wicked's up there. Uh, and I, right. Absolutely. Um, also, I would say the boys over at IWTV Guide, Charlie Butters and Jared Jayhawk Hawkins, chose the time to rally the Danhausen folks, fandom, whatever, for the finals, as opposed to Ed, who like wasted it in like the first round. It's like, hey, Taz, could you retweet this thing for your kid? <laughs> Yeah, um, no, it was definitely good strategy. Right, and I'm not saying that's the only reason that Dan Housen won, but it's the reason that Dan Housen won by so goddamn much as he did. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, um, I hope that Dan Housen curses both you and Ed, just because. All right, I mean, I'm already cursed. Like, my soul's been damned already, and I, I don't know if you can somehow get a message to Hollow Wicked, but uh, Hollow Wicked, if you're listening to this, I've come to barter. There has to be a way for me to get my soul back. I will sacrifice anybody I need to. You can have Joe's soul. You can have other members of the soon to be named network. I'll find you random people on the street. But there has to be a way I can get my soul back. So let me know somehow. Well, I'll, I'll say this. If you know anyone at an importer exporter business, and if there's huh. if there is or has been any chase or variant, um game of thrones funko pops Ooh, okay. uh maybe maybe uh you and hollow wicked can make some sort of deal oh hollow wicked's a bit of a he's, he's got a funko collection going he hasn't started a purge yet interesting i uh, just game of thrones stuff all right all right we'll talk pal <laughs> I, I gotta figure out how to get my soul back but uh hey you know kudos to hollow wicked again thank you for that awesome promo that awesome call that he gave last week uh, I'm assuming that when we get to voicemails, uh, we're going to get the Dan House and acceptance speech. I mean, that is only customary. But uh, I, I had a good time with the, the gender neutral monarch. There was definitely a lot of controversy this year. Adam, wherever, not unlike VSK, you are also very controversial. <laughs> you didn't say it right. The very controversial Adam Van. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Well, you mentioned voicemail. Now, I'll say we're starting the voicemail segment here. Uh, in all honesty, it was something so that we would pad things for next week, next week, which we'll talk about next week in the plugs. But I did not pre-screen any of these calls. Ooh. I don't know who called, so we're just going to dive in and see what we got, okay? All right. Uh, if anyone says anything untoward or anything cancelable, um, I will <laughs> give your home address on the air. <laughs> So let's uh, let's kick things off with the first call. Hey guys, it's me. It's Kevin Elliott, the 
Joe Pesci to the lethal weapon that is the add-ons of wrestling podcast. That's right. I'm the add-on that no one asked for, no one wanted, that you both realize you're kind of stuck with now. So here are some comments online, and probably every week, just apologies ahead of time. This is the game with it. Should it be ridiculous? Should I get canceled? Should I extol the virtues of some of the women that are wrestling? Maybe this is it. But for now, I have a serious question. Uh, we're enjoying, well, most of us, some of us, a couple of people, the Gender Neutral Monarch Tournament. And I certainly have enjoyed Ed Mania as the three time champion. But I, I feel like something might be missing here. Because that was kind of gimmicky and we goof around and we have a laugh and everything and play with the fun and Adam goes into business for himself. So what do you think is serious in that? And I'm saying this while I just made a trip to the store and I picked up the PWI Women's 150 issue, ranking the top 150 women in wrestling today. I have some issues with it. I'm sure lots of people do. That's a topic for another day. But I got wondering who Adam Jones on the number one women wrestler in the world is. I got thinking, well, what about men? Tag teams. Inspirational rookie of the year, tape of the year of the year, match of the year. Huh. Is there room in the schedule to do an at-odds with wrestling end of the year award? Just curious. Not meaning to go into business for myself either here. But I'm curious if you guys would consider it. And if so, when we can look forward to... Uh, Revealing your choices. And I think some healthy arguments between the two of you could ensue across that episode. Um, what are we doing with you guys? Have you one time love the show? We're doing that. We're coming up with something of our own. I'll listen this Thursday and we'll see how that goes. All right. So uh, I definitely should have screened these beforehand. Kevin, I'm sorry. Your connection was real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... I got a couple words out of that. Uh, I think he needs to go to an importer exporter place and get a new phone. <laughs> uh, I will say this. The uh, system that I use for the voicemail sends a uh, transcript of the voicemails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pulling the thing back, I did my best not to look at them because they are mostly a jumbled mess. Uh, but Kevin was suggesting that maybe we do like a year-end award similar to what like the PWI does. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Adam? That sounds like a lot of work for you to do. Here's the reason why I, I don't think that that's a bad idea. Because much like a lot of other podcasts that do something like that, we can get that in the can early and then like take the end of the year off. I don't you think know? days. I don't take days off from the podcast, Adam. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, there's a difference between me and you. <laughs> Um, I, you know what? I would not be opposed to that. You know, I, it would have to be its own episode. And by that, I mean, like, I wouldn't do two episodes that week. Uh, also I, I wouldn't want to do like one big five hour long episode. So I think we could have to like dedicate a show to it, but, uh, I'd be willing to do that. And I, I guess maybe like we would have our own nominee for each category. Like if it was like, Oh, just like best male performer. Like you'd be like, this is your nominee. This is our, my nominee. And, you know, we can kind of figure out, go from there, you know, something like that. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. What I was thinking was even like maybe getting together a couple categories, nothing too crazy, putting out a tweet, uh, asking for people's suggestions. Yeah. 
And then, of course, we go with, like, your pick for the year, my pick for the year, and then who got the most responses from, like, the fan responses. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right. That, not, a, not, a bad, not a bad idea, Kevin. Thank you very much. Let's get the next call. Gentlemen, it is I, Charlie Butters, of IWTV Guide. And as you know, our champion in the At Odds with Wrestling gender-neutral monarch tournament, Dan Housen has won with the most votes ever cast in the entire tournament history. So let's get down to my list of demands. joked <laughs> about, well, maybe I'd like a blimp or a PT Cruiser or stacks of money, but no, those things aren't funny or practical. So what I've decided on is, Adam, you have to buy me a action figure of my choosing. Wait, <laughs> what's what, that? Uh, that's better. You're right. That's better. Actually, we have decided that in honor of IWTV Guide winning the Gender Neutral Monarch Tournament, we should be allowed to guest on your show in the near future and talk about things we like and dislike in the world of wrestling in the last seven days. All right. I'm probably running out of time. Love you. Love the show. Love that day at Housen. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, I got no problem with getting you on the show. Uh, obviously I will make it known. Of course, the schedule is going to be a little bit tight here the next couple of weeks, uh, just because things are hot and heavy at the importer exporter business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do tend to record on Thursday nights. Uh, so you let us know when you guys are free a Thursday night and we'll try to work it into Adam's busy schedule. How about that? Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to that. I think I, I much rather that choice of a prize. It, prevents me from having to spend any money. Like I would have bought him a toy of his choosing, you know, if he had just asked for that, but he changed his mind and wanted to be on the show. So, uh, and that don't cost me anything. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. It'd be good to have, uh, have butters and, and, uh, Jayhawk on here. Now I will say you're lucky you did go that route. Cause Jay or, uh, Charlie did tell me the figure that he wanted was that dink Bendham's prototype that broski <laughs> was bidding on. <laughs> Uh, no prototypes allowed and no wedding brawler, brawlers allowed. Oh, okay. A lot of rules in this uh, buy me any figure I want thing that you have here. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next call. Hey, Adam. Hey, Joe. It's uh, it's not that Tom Green. I am uh, currently sitting on the toilet. I've got uh, poop coming out my butt. So <laughs> um, that's where we're at right now. Um, so since Joe said he doesn't screen these calls, I'm going to take advantage of this. Uh, time to ask you both a question each that might, that might make you uncomfortable. Um, I expect very real answers. Um, Adam, if Alexa Bliss asked you to kill a person or people in exchange for like a sniff <laughs> of her, would you do it? And Joe, does it ever bug you that Jerry has moved on and replaced you uh, when you, you know, just live down the road from him or down the street or however Pennsylvania works? Uh, 
So, yeah, I expect all the honest answers. Um, I expect some wiggling around in your seats and some ums and uhs. Um, so, yeah, cool. Um, and also, I was going somewhere with that. I, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, I fully expect this voice to last for like three weeks and then nothing to ever come of it again. Uh, so I'm glad I got to make you both comfortable. Thanks. Bye. Uh, so that's Tom, a uh, longtime friend. I, I've known Tom for a very, very, very long time. Uh, he is the uh, curator of the uh, Deep Cuts WCW Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely check out Tom's work there. And he's also uh, probably what he'll be more notably known as in the coming years is father of wrestling superstar Noli. So I'll let you answer first there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. So so Tom asked if I would be willing to kill a person or multiple people uh in exchange for a, a sniff of Alexa Bliss. And uh first of all, how dare you, Tom? How dare you? I would never. I would never just murder somebody or multiple people for a sniff of Alexa Bliss because I'm pretty much over Alexa Bliss. Now Ty Conti on the other hand, oh, look out, murdering everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, if the, the reward at the end of the rainbow is a sniff, uh, I'll, I'll, of anybody, I will pass. Uh, if we're talking a little bit more than that, you know, everything's negotiable, but I'll leave it at that. Hey, uh, write down, uh, uh, take Conti for the off-air discussion. Oh, all right. <laughs> and, uh, as for, uh, Tom's question, I have addressed it kind of in a little bit more passive-aggressive way on the show in the past. But it does bum me out that Jerry doesn't, like, pick me to do stuff with IWTV stuff, um, especially when he films stuff literally, like, two miles from my house. Um, I understand why he chose the people that he did. Um, I have no ins or connections in the world of professional wrestling. If you asked me, like, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, maybe I'd be a little bit more upset about it. But I think I've kind of come to terms with it. Like, remember when everyone's like, oh, Joe should be a judge and masked wrestler. And I was just kind of, like, very publicly stating, like, yep, it'll never happen. Jerry will never ask me to be on it because I'm not an influencer. I don't you know, have connections to other promotions, people's tape libraries, uh, and new product or anything else like that. So unfortunately, like, there's no reason to give me a spot like that when he could give it to people that could give him deals on footage for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Hmm. That's a shoot, brother. (laughs) Shooty as shooty thing is get, you know? (laughs) All right, next up. Hey, Joe and Adam, and uh, whoever your guest may be. It's your boy, Ronald Too Late. Um, just calling in because, um, you know, it's, it's almost December, and uh, just wondering what you guys were going to buy me for my birthday. Uh, <laughs> making sure everyone has enough time to get those gifts in the mail or, you know, get to the mall, wherever you got to, you know, just. It's, the shopping times are tough here at the end of this at the end of the year, like in December and stuff. So, yeah, just giving everyone ample time. So, yeah, feel free to hit me up for my shipping address, or you could just send it to the Pod Van Dam Studios, whatever you feel comfortable <laughs> with. Enough about me. Uh, glad to see you guys got a voicemail line and all that stuff. Uh, I'm glad the show is going good. Uh, what else? What else? What else? So, you had that tournament you guys do turn out, Adam. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know really what else to say. So, uh, have a great show, everyone. 
Love you. Um, no, wait. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to get old Ronald Two Legs uh, some Browns wins this season for his birthday, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't seem to be working out that way. Um, so I'm kind of scurrying at the last moment. He didn't say, like he said, it's almost December. And that it, like, is his birthday the entire December or is right. it like, is there a specific day? He's going to have, if he wants a gift, he's going to have to be more specific. I, I know the address of the pod Van Dam studios. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know, uh, Pat's address. Um, I, what I was going to get him for his birth. I do have a list of things to get him for his birthday though. Um, yeah, you can say it here cause he doesn't listen to the show. Right. Of so. course not. <laughs> um, I was going to get him. Uh, acknowledgement from John Thorne by actually calling his name instead of Ronald Two Legs. Okay. Um, I did actually purchase for him because I know he's a foodie. I purchased him uh, gift certificates to a place out in the Cleveland area called Dear Mama's Pizza. I don't know if he's ever heard of it. Uh, mm. He really should check them out, though. I got him a bunch of gift certificates for that. Yeah, so just let me know when your birthday is, and I'll get you those two things for your birthday there, Ronald. I, I thought you were going to say you had negotiated to have him unblocked, unblocked by Bix. No, that 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 ship has sailed. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, thank you for the call there, Pat. Yes. Next call. Hey, this is Ed from Pajandam. How are you boys? Uh hope hope everything's great. <laughs> uh proud of what you did with Danhausen. Um but this isn't about that. I have a question for you guys. Um more so for Adam than Joe, but you'll you'll get why. Uh, so Josh Bishop tweeted today that he can't wait to spit the shit out of Broski, and then some dork asked him if he was unsafe or unprofessional, like, apparently concerned for Matt Cardona, and I just think that's a really weird mentality to have, uh, because these men aren't your friends, and Matt Cardona doesn't know that person, so, like, why worry about his safety? And I just wondered if, uh, if, have you ever had a moment like that because i never had like never at any point if i worried about new jack's opponent or was i like oh rick steiner probably shouldn't toss the choppers on their head with that overhead suplex like never at any point joe you're a little different you're friends with many wrestlers so i get it but adam have you ever uh worried about another wrestler's safety and are you worried about um broski's safety at uh hell on earth because you know would be Hey, bye. Nice. Well, uh, first of all, Joe, thank you for hitting the ping button. You know, I'm glad that Ed called in this week. Uh, so I, I will say uh, I get what you're saying about how it's weird when people are like, oh, I hope you, you know, you're going to get hurt when you wrestle this guy. And I hope, you know, be safe or whatever. Uh, I know I've never felt that way because number one, uh, as stiff as Stiffy McGee is, he is going to be in the ring with the Deathmatch King. So uh, I think <laughs> if anything, uh, you know, uh, Bishop should be the one that's worried. But uh, and, and on the flip side, I, I get how it is weird that all those like WWE stands like think that they're friends with, you know, Matt Cardona. And that's pretty sad uh, because I am actually friends with Matt Cardona. I have his leather jacket in the other room. So like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, we look down on people who who think they have these fake friendships. But uh, great call. Uh, I do say I agree with you. All those people are weird, though. If only that guy who tweeted at Josh Bishop sent Broski hundreds of dollars for ring worn stuff, then it would have been okay. 
Yeah, because then it's like, hey, they're boys, you know? Right. Hey, like, when I log into my Facebook Messenger, it tells me if Broski's online. I just like to know he's okay. <laughs> now, I will say this. I did see that tweet inter- exchange online, and this is one of those ones where I had a tweet typed up, but Ed, of course, took care of it. Um, <laughs> and I was gonna, re- I was going to reply to the guy and say, come on, it's not like Josh said, hey, let's do a drop-toe hold. But... <laughs> Because as we all know, Broski's not a drop-toe-hold guy. He's not. He doesn't have to be. Right. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll say this. We got calls from uh, Patrick uh, and Ed from Pod Van Dam, and there's only one call left. And oh. again, I didn't pre-screen anything. I don't know who it is. If this is Jonah calling in, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hello, Adam. This is DeWiki, a.k.a. the Sneaker Dean, a.k.a. Oh. the Jingle Mother, a.k.a. Shuvi. Um, and I know there was talk last week about the Does Joe Know the Card uh, jingle being outdated. Um, I am working on an updated version. It's not quite finished yet. I was hoping to have it done before you guys record, um, seeing as there is a pay-per-view this weekend. However, I didn't quite get it done. But I did update the current version. Uh, I did send that to Joe via email. Um, so if you want to play that this week, you certainly can, uh, love the show. I'm not going to steal the, the pod Van Dam stuff, but you guys know how I feel about you. I hope the rest of the show is going well. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You know, oh. son of a bitch. I was so excited about the voicemail segment. I w- I completely forgot that it's a pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah. And, and thanks for the call, Jonah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, David did say he did send me over uh, the updated uh, Does Joe Know the Card theme. And what better way to debut that than to go into... Is Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring? Is Kofi Kingston doing his thing? Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the big dog's yard? David, fantastic. Perfect. Oh, I, that ha- you, you know what? sending this over like a rough edit. This sounds like the finished version to me. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that is the new permanent version for a little while at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, let's run with that for like six months at least. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so there is a pay-per-view this weekend. It is Survivor Series. Yes, and according to Wikimedia, Wikimedia, Jesus, yes. according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all of wrestling news, not only is the poster for this event featuring Big E with, like, lobsters on his shoulders, uh, but there are six announced matches for one of the big four pay-per-views. Uh, okay. None of them are on the pre-show, Joe. Uh, can you name the card? Do you know the card? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I know we got uh, Big E versus uh, Roman Reigns. Yep. I know we have uh, the Usos versus Team RK Bro. Uh, yes. Sorry. It was th- I was thrown off there. Okay. Uh, I know we have uh, so- or, uh, uh, Charlotte versus Becky. Yep. 
And then there's obviously another singles match in there, but I couldn't name it for the life of me. And we have the men and women's Survivor Series matches. Yep. Now, before you get to the Survivor Series matches, you mentioned that there's another singles match. Obviously, all of these non-Survivor Series matches are champion versus champion. So what are you neglecting championship-wise? Is it Nakamura versus Damian Priest? Yep. And if you gave me 100 chances, I would not be able to tell you that they were the Intercontinental and United States champions, respectively. Yes, I knew that. I just didn't know they officially announced it because I didn't know WWE cared about their secondary men's titles. Hey, it's on Wikipedia, so it's true. Okay, so let's get into the the men's uh, uh, and women's raw, uh, elimination matches for Survivor Series, okay? Yep. The men's team uh, is Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Finn Balor, yep. Austin Theory, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, da, 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 Lashley, mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins. There you go. That's okay. that's the team. The men's SmackDown team is uh, uh, Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. With Madcap Moss, not in the match, but accompanying him. Um. Uh, Xavier Woods. That's King Woods. King Woods. I know there's still a fifth person to be announced. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only four people announced for the SmackDown team so far, right? Yeah. As of right uh, now, that, that fifth person is, like, the, the vacant account on Twitter. Right. Jeff Hardy, because he beat Sami Zayn this past week. Yep. And I can't I can't think who the fourth person is. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Okay. Uh, and it's funny that I don't remember Drew, but if anyone's going to be, like, the sole survivor of that match, it's going to be Drew. Yeah. Unless somehow they work, like, Brock is the mystery man on that team, okay? Hmm, okay. Um, now, the women's match. Um, so I know for the women's match, we have Sasha, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Naomi, right? Uh, no. Okay, so, not I mean, Naomi. Not I got Naomi. three right so far. Correct. Because I know Aaliyah was on, and they took Aaliyah off, but did they did they replace Aaliyah? Uh, I know that there's one more announced person. Okay, so there's only four of the five people announced, right? Yeah, and they were all on SmackDown as announced. I can't remember who the fourth person is. Shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. Shotzi. Oh, Shotzi, that's right. Uh, that is shame on me. <laughs> the women's team on Raw is Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. uh, Carmella, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I got. <sighs> that's all you got? Yeah. Like, I know Dewdrop's not in it. Nope. And I know uh, uh, Nikki Storm isn't in it. I just can't think who is in it. 
I mean, it's not like the women's roster is that deep right now. Um, all right, so you are missing. You had mentioned Rhea Ripley and Carmella. Yeah. You are missing Liv Morgan, Qu- okay. Queen okay. Zelina, uh-huh. and Bianca Belair. I can't listen. I, <laughs> I'm sure I would have got there eventually, but the names just weren't coming to me as I was sitting here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I remember when I liked Survivor Series. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, n- none of these matches matter, which is the first and foremost thing. Like, even if my first instinct is like, oh, well, I want to kind of see Big E versus Roman Reigns. But because it's like a champion versus champion, but not for a championship, it's basically an exhibition match that, mm-hmm. you know, that has no ramifications going forward other than brand supremacy, Joe. Um, ugh. Yeah, I, honestly, I might check out the main events. Um, I'm sorry, I might check out the the men's world title match if, if that is the main event. Maybe Becky versus Charlotte if I'm feeling frisky, but I have no desire to see this show. Yeah, they're really trying to build this Becky Charlotte thing up as like a Brett Sean Survivor Series 97 thing. Like a will they, won't they? Are they going to cooperate? Are they going to do business? Are they going to do whatever? So it'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I know no titles are on the line, but if I'm WWE and I'm feeling frisky, I have Big E pin Roman Reigns. Yeah, because didn't they say like Roman uh, this past week when he he I, he lost to King uh, Woods and they said that that was like the first time he lost a match in over a year. Well over a year. Yeah. So, you know, it would it would be a decent rub. I think it would have been a better rub if Roman did just lose a couple of days ago, you know? Right. Um, that being said, you know, I, I'm going to watch it. You know, I'm probably not going to watch it live because I got a lot of shit going on this weekend. But, you know, I'll do it on, like, the weird streaming delay that Peacock does. Um, but I will need to watch it, of course, because we're recording early. We'll have uh, Dynamite, SmackDown, and Rampage and the pay-per-view to talk about because we're recording early next week because of the holiday. No Adam next week. Uh, my guest next week will be um, friend of the show, friend of ours, uh, Kevin Ford, Adam's favorite uh, independent wrestling commentator. My former favorite oh. independent wrestling commentator. <laughs> as, my I said, as I said, right now, it is a tie between Matt Wadsworth and the Duke. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin would be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the reason that we set up the voicemail thing was because I wasn't sure exactly what we would do or what we would have uh, or otherwise. Uh, but like I said, we're recording Monday next week, uh, the hotline, which we'll tweet out. And, uh, you know, when you don't check your tweets, I'll direct message it to you as well. Uh, 570-846-0897. And uh, if you have questions for me or questions for Kevin Ford, uh, he knows a lot of people in the Virginia wrestling scene. And I understand a couple of them uh, may have been on uh, AEW Dark this week. So we'll uh, discuss all that with Kevin if you want to get into it. If not, you know, me and Kevin will figure out something to talk about. Uh, we're both uh, died in the wool Chikara fans for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. And uh, I-, I might even call in, Joe. I might even oh. leave a voice. Todd threatened to call in from over on Longbox Heroes, but... Well, that was an empty threat. You know he's not doing that, but I, I'll call in. I mean, might is, as well. Exactly. What do you got better to do? So, exactly. Uh, other ways, uh, helping out the show, of course, or support us or whatever. 
Uh, head over to our Tee Public store, tinyurl.com slash longboxheroes. Uh, 35% off currently going on until sometime next week. And then they take literally a day off. And then it's the rest of November where everything is 35% off. So you can get a bunch of designs inspired by this show, Final Wrestling Place, Hit My Music, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, on everything from shirts to cell phone covers to throw pillows uh, to fleece rugs and everything in between. Uh, get it for the at odds with wrestling fan in your life or when uh, – Pat tells us his birthday, get him something from the sale, you know? <laughs> uh, you could also uh, sign up for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, uh, independentwrestling.tv, using our promo code at odds. Does not get you anything free, but it lets Jerry know that we're referring you to him uh, to sign up for this because we're recording early. This Thursday is Beyond's Uncharted Territory, Episode 7 of this current season. Uh, the marquee matchups uh, announced for Thursday are Layla Hirsch taking on Masha Slamovich and Wheeler Yuta taking on Max Caster. No. And uh, of oh, and lastly, you can always support us by making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, does not cost you anything extra. They, Amazon, call it an advertising fee because if it wasn't for us, you would not know that Amazon exists. I call it the thing that makes Adam happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the fucking money. Yeah. Uh, notable purchases through the Amazon click through this past week are the AEW Unrivaled Chris Jericho, and they call it a gear pack. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the hell that means. Um, I believe that is a, an Amazon-exclusive AEW Jericho figure where it comes with, like, a bunch of different jackets for him to wear. You know, gotcha. Like wearing all the flamboyant jackets that Orange Cassidy ended up ruining. Did, uh, I was going to say that it's come with a Painmaker jacket and, like, an alternate Painmaker head. <laughs> that you know what hopefully i have to look into it i haven't seen one of these in person before but you know those all those amazon exclusive AEW figs are hard to get so kudos to whoever got that mm -hmm. and that's the end of my part of the plugs no well i guess the beginning of my plugs will be where i tell you other podcasts to listen to and those podcasts include but are not limited to Longbox heroes final wrestling place we need wrestling porch talk hit my music wrestling cheers between the sheets viewers choice pod van dam iwtv guide uh the hosts of which will i guess be joining us at some point in the near future uh hellions talks and i guess the a show <laughs> you're you're still holding on to that one huh uh, it's it's a little fresh it's a little fresh uh, so I guess that's it for the main show, huh? Yeah, as a car was speeding by my house and I was muting my mic, that's it, other than, uh, the part that most of the people are here for, Joe. Money, 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 money. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. Figures will be bought. <laughs> so I did look up on social media and I saw that Pat's birthday is the 17th of December. 
Oh, so we have like a month. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I, I if, in all seriousness, I think you can get him uh, V-Bucks because he plays the Fortnite as most grown men do and 10 year olds. <laughs> I will get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be next week's weekly purchases for me. <laughs> yeah. So I got three weekly purchases. I can only talk about two of them because one uh, is a Christmas present for someone that listens. So we can't. But write that down. We'll talk about it off air. Ooh, okay. Hold on. Xmas gift. All right. So I have five things. Of course. Go for it. All right. So I'm going to start things off. I had mentioned this at the top of the show. And actually, a few weeks ago, I told the story about how I went and got a new modem and upgraded my internet speeds to gigabit speeds, if you remember that. I do. Uh, I was shamed by the Xfinity operator into uh, getting a better package. So wouldn't you know it, Joe, the opportunity that I fell victim to is that my router wasn't good enough to deliver any of the speeds that I was paying for. Uh. Um, <laughs> so it was one of those things where, again, I'm getting, at least on paper, uh, 1.2 gigabits per second speeds. And my router is only giving me about 500 megabits hardwired and even maybe half of that on Wi-Fi. So I was like, I need a new router, but I'm going to wait until after Christmas. You know, it's not a priority. My internet works. You know, it's just one of those things where I should get one eventually. And plus, I was like, I want to be a fancy gentleman and get the best one possible. So like the routers I was looking at are like $500 routers. Oof. Um. But at work today, just on a whim, there was what they call in the business an accommodation discount. And what those are is this gimmick where the manufacturer will offer like the product at like an extremely discounted price to employees with the hope that like they'll then get it and then talk it up. So I got this like crazy, crazy expensive router for uh, 80% off. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I don't have any business buying a router right now. Uh, but like at that price, it, that offer is like a limited time. It's one of those things where it's like the first 200 employees that claim it, you know, like claim the coupon. So I was like, I got to claim it and use it, you know, because this deal won't be there in a couple months. So I have a brand spanking new router. I have not yet hooked it up because I knew that if I tried doing it in the time between I got home from work today and this podcast, we would be recording over my cell phone. And then I'd sound like uh, Kevin Hellions. Gotcha. What about you? What's one of the things you got? Well, uh, the holiday season is upon us and uh, we kind of started the ball uh, rolling a little bit early for that. Uh, Christmas decorations are up. Christmas lights are up. And uh, we decided this year we were going to get one of those giant, gaudy, inflatable deals to put out in your front yard, you know? Yeah. Not dozens of them like I see people, because those goddamn things are expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're uh, expensive if you shop in, like, November, December. You need to buy these things in January. Right. Well, again. <laughs> uh we let my kid pick it out, and it's this big, like, five-foot-tall dinosaur wearing a Christmas hat holding a present. Okay. So we have that uh, out in the yard. My wife is deathly afraid that someone is going to steal it. Huh. Uh, you ever see those things where it's like the light, it puts, like, the light show up in your house, you know? Yeah, yeah. We had gotten one of those a couple of years back, maybe, like, four or five years ago, and we did not have it for a week, and someone stole it out of our front yard. Yeah. 
So I think this giant inflatable thing is going to be a little bit more noticeable if someone steals it. And, uh, you know, it was like 60 bucks. So, you know, if someone steals it, I'll be a little bit more pissed than the $7 light show thing that we got <laughs> that someone stole. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope it stays there for the whole, at least the whole holidays. Let them steal like the day after Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. One of the other things I purchased this week, Joe, uh, I don't usually talk about Funko Pops as a purchase unless it's <laughs> wrestling related, but I have to put this in here because while I was unsuccessful in tracking one down in the wild, I was starting to get the shakes. So I went on eBay and I bought one of the Walgreens exclusive Azrael Funko Pops because I have the Michael Jordan of Azrael figure collecting and it was bothering me that I didn't already have this. What, um, I guess, what look or what motif of Azrael is this on? Uh, it is literally the worst possible representation because it is the, not only is it the Michael Lane Azrael, which is like the guy that had the mantle like in like New 52. Yeah, it's not Jean-Paul Valet. Yeah, and it's also based on the Arkham video game, so it's not even based on the comics. So Ugh. like the slam dunk, like I get it. Like there's not a lot of people smart enough to be Azrael fans. It's really just me and Shane Hagedorn, but <laughs> Uh, like if you're going to make an Azrael Funko pop, like make Azrael Batman or make the Casada like original costume. Don't make this stupid spinoff, whatever. But I had to have it because it's the first one. And, and I went to in the past like week, I've gone to like not 12 different Walgreens, but maybe like three different Walgreens four times. <laughs> and I, I've never come close to seeing one of these. So I was just like, F it. I'll just buy it on eBay. Um, did you hit the one down in my area? Uh, I hit, uh, in, I'm not sure exactly where your house is in relation to Walgreens, but I know there's one of them kind of in, in like downtown Wilkes-Barre. And then there's one of them in Pittston area. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the, the one that you're saying in quote unquote downtown Wilkes-Barre, that's the one that's closest to me. Yeah. I bet that one is probably the worst Walgreens for Funko Pops. There's never anything there. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, those are on my, my, when I do my, my doll safari and I, I swing through from Tunkhannock to Wilkes-Barre, then back to Scranton, that's all on my path. I, I got to see this map of the doll <laughs> safari and, you know, <laughs> it's an efficient route. That's usually where I do most of my podcast listening, you know, it's just on this road trip. Right. I'll send you the map. All right. All right. I have a couple more things with what, do you have anything else? I do. So with the Christmas lights and everything else like that uh, being up and the dinosaur out in the yard, uh, we finally decided to spring for a better timer for the lights. Okay. It's a little bit more industrial. Um, it's a kind of set it and forget it thing where once you set it, you never have to unset it because it goes by like once it starts to get a little dark out, it automatically kicks on. Yeah. Uh, where the one in the past, we had to, like, set the timer of, like, when it goes on and when it goes off. Um, and then, like, as the time changes and everything, um, again, it has, like, more outlets to plug into it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's weatherproof, so if it does start getting bad and, like, the rain and the wind and the snow and everything else starts coming up on the porch, it'll survive. Um, but, yeah, now I never have to, like, either I or my wife never have to go out and worry about plugging in, plugging in and unplugging the lights every day because the other one that we had like i said it was the timer that you would set the on and off time but it was also like unreliable yeah 
And if you listen to Longbox Heroes After Dark in the correct listening order, you can you now know that Joe is describing the plot of Home Alone, and uh, you know that it, just because his lights are on, <laughs> it doesn't mean he's home. Just, just assume uh, whether the lights are on or off. I'm always home. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair assessment. If yeah. if Elvac's not running, you're probably home. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, so okay. the rest is you, man. Go for it. All right, I have just two things, uh, and I'll tell you what, Joe, neither one of these are really for me. These are more of uh, opportunity purchases. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw in the major Facebook group. I know you're not in there quite as much as I am these days, but uh, do you remember uh, when the AEW figures first came out? In the UK, there was a ring, like a wrestling ring that came with an exclusive Cody figure. Yeah, they actually uh, talked about it on Major Show this week. Of course, you know Patreon. Uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not a poor, so I got a chance to listen to it early. Oh, okay. So I too am not a poor. Um. So, but I have not yet listened to this episode because I'm actually want to watch the video version of this episode. So I've been waiting until I have some time. So you know the story. Basically, these figures slash rings were exclusive in the UK. Yeah. And for whatever reason, uh, some major marks realized that on Walmart's website. Not only was it showing the description of, you know, AEW action ring with figure, but uh, it also had the ring at half price. Ooh. They were on clearance for $25 down from 50 Holy shit. Yeah, and the picture showed the usual common United States version. But the yeah, where it shows like what Jericho and Kenny maybe yeah, on yeah, the box? It just shows them wrestling, but there's no figure like right. included based on the picture. Uh, so some, uh, people in the Facebook group were like, oh, I'm going to buy it and try it out. And then like a day or two later, Hey, I got the UK exclusive sent to me and, you know, more and more people were doing it. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to go ahead and like, I was looking at eBay prices and like, uh, you know, this thing sells for like hundred bucks, 90 bucks, something like that. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and order two of them, get free shipping, basically pay 50 bucks for two of these rings. And take a shot, because what's the worst that can happen? They're going to send me the regular one, and then I just walk, I go up to Walmart and just return them. Like, right. no risk. Uh, so I got them a couple days later, and they were both the UK Cody rings. Ooh, baby. Um, so uh, then I looked on eBay, and apparently a lot of people got these eBay, these UK Cody rings. So the prices have dropped down a little bit, but uh, I am not... One of these people are like, oh, my God, I got to get out from underneath this super quick, you know, or I'm going to be destitute. I'll sit on them until Christmas or afterwards or whatever. Um, but uh, what am I getting at it a day or two later in the Facebook group? People are saying, uh, oh, they're now shipping out the regular version. So it was like one of these things where you had to like you had to be there, you know, like the, the yeah, list is okay. not available. But like people that jumped on it towards the end were getting the U.S. version. So it was just some kind of weird distribution problem where they they got these U.K. ones in in the United States. Interesting. I'm glad you got them. I'm sad the price is going down, but hopefully that ends up being cyclical and they go back up. Yeah, like, well, right now, again, I paid twenty five a piece, fifty dollars yeah. total. Right now, people are like selling them buy it now for like fifty five bucks. Because they just want to, you know, double their money real quick, you know, okay. which is fine. You know, that's understandable. And that's one way of doing it versus waiting a couple months and then selling one for a hundred bucks again. You know, that's my strategy. Right. So uh, speaking of opportunities, Joe, one other thing. And my last thing 
And we talked about in the past that I purchased the set of major wrestling figure podcast micro brawlers. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so I did get both of my sets in and I had mentioned that I wanted to buy two sets to uh, increase my chances of getting a very controversial VSK chase. So before I received my micro brawlers, because for whatever reason, anytime I order something from the podcast, I'm one of the last people to get it. It takes forever for connect to send something from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. Um, so I was getting really antsy about whether or not I was going to get one of these VSK chases. There's lots of people in the major Facebook group saying, hey, does anybody have one for sale? Does anybody have one for sale? Nobody's selling. People are posting pictures saying not for sale this is my personal collection. So I'm like, all right, let me check eBay and see what I'm in for if I don't get one of the chases. So I jump on eBay. I type in VSK, micro, blah, 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 blah. Nothing comes up. Check search your sold listings. Nothing comes up. Search completed listings. Nothing comes up. Change like VSK to V.S. I'm trying every variable to make sure I'm not effing up. There's none of them have ever been listed. So people are in the Facebook group are like, hey, does anybody have this PayPal ready, willing to pay like big bucks? And you have to understand the major pod referee chase micro brawler that came from the FWF live show that routinely sells over a hundred bucks. Ooh, and that's just a, a ref named John. Like, that's an unnamed referee. So people like that are in this group are feverishly trying to get this VSK chase. So you know how there's the Thursday night flea market that I frequent? Yes. So now there's a competing like uh, dirt mall Friday night flea market that not as many people participate in. And I was just looking at it on a Friday and somebody put the VSK chase up like real late. I think it was probably like, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And somebody put it up and said like $50 shipped. So somebody tried lowballing them $30 shipped question mark. Oof. And he replied, no, but I'll do 45 shipped. And then there was no response from that other guy. So I was like, well, that's a damn good price. I don't care who we are. So I went in and slipped in and I claimed it for 45 bucks. And uh, fast forward to me getting the two sets that I ordered on my own and I got my own chase. I got a chase and a regular. Oh, so, okay. So now I am the proud owner of two chases and my extra I've already been offered by somebody that uh, I had done previous dealings with. They had already offered me a hundred bucks. But I said that I'm probably going to throw it on eBay and let fate decide. Like I might put it up on eBay as like a starting bid of a hundred bucks. And if it sells for a hundred, great. You know, I'll point this guy in the direction of it and just say, hey, if you win, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. But like if it happens to be that many people are looking for this, we'll see what happens. So you and your opportunities, I'm glad you got the chase. And I'm yep. glad that you were able to get the other one slipping through on that other one, doing not ever asking for the original offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, uh, I had no intention of buying a second one for the pure purposes of flipping it. I was just hedging my bets because I was not confident that I would get my own chase. 
Yeah. Uh, it just happened to work out that way. That oh, now I have an overabundance of chases. But <laughs> I guess that's that's not a bad thing to have, especially yeah. when they seem to be in very short supply, or at least they're not being put up for sale. Yeah. Oh, and Joe, I completely forgot. I have one other purchase. Oh, okay. Sorry, this isn't the. It's not even in my notes. I would have led with this. I pre-ordered the Unrivaled Series Eight Orange Cassidy figure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pre-ordered two of them. You got to pick uh, up the mint one, you know. Yeah, I was talking to DJ and Brett, and you know, obviously, we'd love to get another one, but it doesn't seem to be different enough yeah. to warrant uh, getting. I'm sad that we didn't get the pre-orders up for the set that has uh kingston and brody lee in them yet i was hoping we would have like eddie and brody under the christmas tree this year yeah i mean yeah you might get pre-orders at the end of the month there's no way they're coming before christmas no i do regret uh after i had placed the order of the orange cassidy's Uh i was like oh man i should have got chuck taylor so hopefully i'll find a chucky t on the on the peg somewhere are the pre-orders gone are they done already that quick No, no, no. They're still available. It's just one of those things where, like, ringside, in addition to stomping on your figures, they gouge you for shipping. So, like, if I was going to order a Chuck Taylor all by himself, that's, like, another $9 shipping that I would have just saved if I had just thrown it with the Orange Cassidy's. I'd say $9 worth it to have it shipped loose with no packaging and an oversized (laughs) priority box. Right? Uh, undersized priority box. Like, it's just shoved in there. <laughs> now, see, mine, when I got my Bronson Reed a couple weeks ago, was in an oversized priority box. Oh, you know what? They're probably like, oh, you want to see our boxes are too tight? Well, fuck you. Here's a giant box. <laughs> and no padding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big maraca. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sure, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be more purchases in the coming weeks and months as stuff is being announced and released and hopefully pre-orders. Uh, fingers crossed that next week, uh, at least when Adam is on, I don't think it'll be up by Monday when we record again, um, that the Brody Lee, Eddie Kingston figures will be up for pre-order because I'll jump in all over those. Yeah, absolutely. I need two of each. Yeah. More than that, but okay. <laughs> well, so I, I will buy... It. Well, I think that's say, it for real, but go ahead. I, I'll, I'm done. I will just say I will buy a bunch of Eddie Kingston's, but you have to promise to get one signed for me. Uh, our pads, <laughs> he, he and I's pads will cross, and uh, it would not be as easy as the Orange Cassidy one, but I could get it. I could get that done. That's an easy one. All right, nice. We'll end it at that. All right. Uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for bearing with us, testing out the voicemail thing. Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, first time, not too bad. All right. (laughs) Kevin, get a new phone. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, but for Adam, this is Joe saying thanks for listening to episode 165 of Ad Odds Wrestling. Be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.